to the Prophecy Club. Well, I'm going to be at the Crusade August 29 through August 6, so obviously I can't be out making radio programs. So I did this radio program in advance as a guest on another radio program, so I'm going to cut this up into several programs and play this for you while I am at the Crusade. And it's talking about my new book, How Pre-Trib Won, and the subtitle is How the Lie Beat the Truth and the people would have it so. How pre-trib one. How the lie beat the truth, and the people would have it so. Now I'm going to go ahead and go to me being interviewed in this radio program. That those people who love live among other people that are not Christians, that whole nation is is all pretty much wiped out. Anyway, tread at the wine press in the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. That's Armageddon. And the remnant were slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse. Here it is, here it is which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Now, let me read that again. I saw heaven opened. That means eternity entered into time. The heaven rolls back like a scroll. And beheld a white horse. That's Jesus. See, we get to go to the marriage supper about four months before this event. We're given wedding garments. And that's all we get. And then four months later, we get to return with Jesus. He's on a white horse, and we get a white horse. We get to return with him. So we get to observe this. I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him is called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. That's Armageddon. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that's the morning star, and with it he should smite the nations. In other words, the sinners, the tares. And he should rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress, and the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and the remnant were slain, by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Then you go to Malachi 4, three, And he shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. That's the morning star. You see, when the morning star hits the sinner, they fall to the ground in a pile of ashes. However, when it hits the saint, out of their belly flows rivers of living water, giving them a glorified light body. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, on the seventh trump, on the feast of trumpets, we all get our rewards, crowns, mantles, as we see the reward of the wicked, which is why the dead in Christ rise first. It all takes place in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Well, stand out. How do you know the morning star burns both soul and body? You got scripture on that? <laughs> yes, I do. Isaiah ten eighteen, And he shall consume the glory of his forest and his fruitful field, both soul and body. And they shall be as when a standard bearer fainteth. In other words, when they're hit with the morning star, they don't move. They don't pass go. They don't collect $200. They fall straight to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones. Then Jesus said in Matthew ten twenty eight, Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which able to kill both body and soul in hell. Mm. There you go. Let's talk about the trial by the morning fire just a little bit more. Zechariah thirteen eight, and it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, and a third part shall be left therein. That means of all the people on the earth, two-thirds of them are killed. A, thar, a third by fire, a third by water, and a third is saved. Then we go to First Peter 1, 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious, precious than of gold that perisheth, Though it be tried by fire. See, the fire is the morning star. The fire is the judgment. Remember, it says, 
for you're not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Yep, that's true. Question is, what's the wrath? I'm going to show you. The wrath is the morning star. And you got scripture on that? Yes, I do. Okay. Though it be tried by fire, might be found also praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus. So we're tried by fire at the appearing of Jesus. That's not a pre-trib rapture. Revelation 3.18. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. That's the morning star. That thou mayest be rich in white raiment. That's the glorified bodies, crowns, and the mantles. That thou mayest be clothed. That the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with thy salve that thou mayest see. So first, the tares are gathered and burned with the morning star. In that moment, it kind of all takes place at the same time. Then the wheat is gathered into the barn about 15 days later on tabernacles when the new Jerusalem arrives. The morning star burns the tares and gives the wheat our glorified body. But those who were not ready did not go to the marriage supper or saved from the wrath to come on trumpets. Now, I'm probably not going to have time to explain that tonight, but let's keep going. This is the day Jesus torches, or excuse me, this is the day Jesus touches down on the Mount of Olives. So, Summarize, here are the events of the day of the Lord. This is the, the, the second time. Again, Jesus coming two more times. First time is for the marriage supper. The second time is on trumpets, the day of the Lord, the day he gives us our glorified bodies and our mantles, crowns, and he destroys all the sinners. So this is the order of events on the day of the Lord. Eternity enters into time. Time stops. The heavens roll back like a scroll. The gathered tares are ready to be burned. Then the dead in Christ rise from the grave. Those alive who are remain who are looking for Jesus to return, the laser light or the morning star from the mouth of Jesus is used. It looks like lightning flashing across the sky, which is the reason it says, as, as lightning shineth even from the east unto the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. The morning star hits the tares, turning them to ashes and dust. The hills may like wax or water running down a steep place. The same moment, the same instant, the morning star hits those that came out of the grave, those giving us all glorified body, it hits the tares, the wheat, all in the same instant, all crowns, garments, mantles, all rewards are instantly given in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Then it is fulfilled, out of our belly flows rivers of living water. We are shown everything back to Adam that is not covered by a garment. The fire of the morning star is final. It is wrath and judgment all in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. At the seventh seal, seventh trumpet, seven vial, all together fulfilled, the nations are judged. If you sin, both body and soul are instantly turned to ashes. The nations are told on the Feast of Trumpets that they are allowed to live up to a thousand years, whereupon they will be destroyed. Daniel 2.44 Psalm 91, seven: A thousand shall fall by thy side, and ten thousand at the right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall they behold and see the reward of the wicked. All right, now let's talk about the wrath. This is a big bugaboo because if you don't get what the wrath is, then you can't fit things in order. So proof, the wrath of God, is the morning star used on the Feast of Trumpets. So here's the proof we've all been searching for. The proof that the day of the Lord is the wrath of God, and it is not appointed to us. The reason we did not see this before, well, because there are six verses between the thoughts. You'll notice that the subject being discussed never changes. 
In short, this is going to show show to you to show you that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, but we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So now I'm going to skip some verses here. I'm going to read this so that you can get this in the, the correct order. And man, I had a PowerPoint on this, and I thought I could pull it up real quick. And it didn't pop up real. Okay, so let me go to it. First Thessalonians 5.2. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, now that's a key. Remember, the day of the Lord is what it's talking about. The day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction come upon them as to prevail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Then it goes into not of you know not of darkness and all your children of light. Da, 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 da. But if you get into that, you miss the point. So we're going to skip about eh, six verses. Then we go down to verse nine. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, to obtain, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you put that together, here's the way it reads. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, that's the point, that's the topic, so cometh as a thief in the night. Now we're skipping. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So we don't see the wrath because the wrath is the morning star. Then you jump to Isaiah 13, 9. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, both with wrath. You see, if the wrath really is the morning star, then you got to find the day of the Lord and wrath not only in the same chapter, but it needs to be like in the same verse or even close verses. Well, here it is only, what, four words away. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay, lay the land desolate and destroy the sinners out of it. So that's the day of the Lord. That's the feast. That's the day he returns on trumpets. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in its going forth, and the moon shall not cause their light to shine. And I will punish the world for the evil and the wicked for their iniquity, and I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease. And I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even the man the gold and the wedge of Ophir. Therefore, here it is, I will shake the heavens, and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. So, this is saying that the day of the Lord the wrath is the day he destroys sinners, has to do with sun getting dark. That's eternity entering into time and the sun going out. That's when he shakes the heavens. Earth removes out of a place. That's when it turns upside down. Now let's go to the next major concept you got to get, and that is eternity entering into time. To understand a major part of the end time picture, I need to explain something about eternity entering into time and the effect of clouds. Before God created the earth, there was only darkness. It's important because darkness is eternity, and eternity is darkness. Now, this is saying in the beginning, the earth had no form. There was just darkness. It was eternity, and it was darkness. Then God moved on the face of the waters. So the first thing that happened was not let there be light. I'm going to show you. The first thing that happened was God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, I don't know exactly. I wasn't there. But my guess is that he actually pulled and gathered all the water from the other planets out of our solar system and put it all together on Earth. And this might explain why the scientists say that they've not been able to find any water on the other planets. Then, after the water was gathered, and only after the water was gathered, then God said, let there be light. 
So eternity was darkness until light was formed. When light was formed, time started. And there's another time coming when time ends. Until then, there was no such thing as time. God speaking the Hebrew word light started time. Probably this is the start of the creation or the Big Bang because the sun was not created until the fourth day. Genesis 1.19, the point is eternity was first, which was darkness. Then waters were gathered and created. Then time was created when God said, let there be light. Four days later, the sun was created. Before time, there was only darkness. When Jesus, yes, you understand. You have to understand this to understand the rapture. <laughs> so when Jesus, so if this is all new to you, that might explain why you didn't understand the rapture. When Jesus returns, darkness or eternity invades time, which is the reason the Bible says Thank that you heavens roll back Blog like Talk a scroll. Radio. Goodbye. Uh, pardon that interruption. We're still live on YouTube and Mixlr. Keep going. Okay. So when Jesus returns, let there be light. Four days later, the sun was created. Before time, there was only darkness. When Jesus returns, darkness invades time, which is why the heavens rolled back like a scroll. Jesus from eternity was entering into time. Pre-trib depicts the clouds as nice, white, cumulus clouds, but it's not true. They're actually dark clouds because it's eternity entering into time. You got a scripture for that? Yes, I do. Genesis 1-2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. So first was darkness. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So moving on the face of the waters was second. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, a few verses found in 1 Samuel describing the return of Jesus are very unusual because yet they speak of the day of the Lord, the last feast of trumpets, somewhat 4,000 years later. But here it is. 2 Samuel 22.8 Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook. You see, many verses say the earth shakes on the day of the Lord. Because he was wroth, there went up a smoke out of his nostrils, and the fire out of his mouth, that's the morning star, devoured, coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens. That's the heavens rolling back like a scroll. And also came down, and darkness was under his feet. Wait a minute, I thought Jesus was light. Jesus is light. But eternity is darkness. And he rode upon a cherub, that's the white horse again. And he was seen upon the wings of the wind, and he made darkness, pavilions round about him, dark waters, thick clouds of the skies, through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. There's the morning star again. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High, Jesus, uttered his voice, and he sent out arrows, that's the morning star, and scattered them, lightning that's the morning star again, and discomforted them. And the channels of the sea appeared, the foundations of the world were discovered, and the rebuking of the Lord at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. See, that's Jesus returning for Armageddon using the morning star. That's a perfect description of it. So all of this has to fit together. You have to understand the morning star. You have to understand eternity and darkness. See, this is the day Jesus begins 10 days to destroy the old heaven and the old earth. To create a new heaven and a new earth, it is the 10 days between trumpets and atonement. The clouds of the scriptures speak of are not nice white cumulus clouds, but they're actually dark clouds. They're actually eternity entering into time. Psalm 97.1, the Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad thereof. Here it is. Clouds and darkness are round about him. What? 
Uh, Jesus is, he's light. Yeah, that's right. Jesus is light. But when he returned, clouds and darkness around about him. Why? Because he is, he's returning out of eternity. He doesn't come from planet eternity. And we see this light getting closer and closer and closer to the earth, like I used to think. Instead, he just pops out of eternity. He just rolls the clouds back and boom, he's there. He comes out of darkness or out of eternity. Let me read it again. The Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. A fire goeth before him. There's a morning star again. Fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. His lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth, and the heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. And that's glory. That glory is the morning star. Jump to Isaiah 60, verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. See, we didn't used to understand what that verse is saying. What do you mean the darkness shall cover the earth? But now, now that we understand that darkness is eternity, and when you see it talking about darkness, well, well, it's talking about the return of the Lord, you see. Joel 2, 1. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let the inhabitants of the earth tremble for the day of the Lord cometh. For it is not a hand. Here it is. Here it is. A day of darkness and of gloominess. A day of clouds and thick darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and strong, there's never been the light. Neither shall there be any more after it, even to the ears of many generations. This is the day of the Lord. This is the day of Armageddon. Amos 5.18, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord, for what is into you? For the day of the Lord is darkness and not light. Shall not the darkness of the Lord, shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? No brightness in it? Why? Because the sun went out about 72 hours before. See, on the fourth vial, the sun gets seven times hotter, Isaiah 30, verse 26. And then that the fifth vial, each one of the vials is one day. So the fifth vial is the next day. Then the seed of the beast is turned to darkness. The sun goes out. It loses its flame. 72 hours later is Armageddon. See, the pre-trib believes Jesus is going to come on a nice, bright, white day of white cumulus clouds and pull all the believers away from all the testing and tribulation. Sorry, it's all wrong. It's not the way it happened. The day of the Lord is a day of eternity entering time or darkness entering into what little light there is left on the earth. Since the sun has been out now for three days, when eternity enters into time, time stops. The heaven rolls back like a scroll. The islands cannot be found, and the valleys fill in, and all of the sea is gone. The earth is made into a nice, round, smooth ball. There is no more sea. Jesus is destroying the old earth. He's making a new earth, Isaiah 34, 4. And the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heaven shall be rolled together as a scroll. This is Revelation six fourteen. And the heaven departed as a scroll. When it was rolled together, every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Now, let's go on to the next one. So, the big question now is, in order to understand the scriptures about the rapture, who are the nations? Okay, well, the nations are actually those people that didn't accept Jesus, but they didn't take the mark of the beast either. They are the corners not harvested. They are the ones who we rule and reign over for a thousand years. They marry and give him marriage until they sin once, or at the end of the millennium, 
on trumpets. They were judged, and they were informed that they may live. But if they sin one time, ruled with a rod of iron, a morning star judge shows up at the speed of thought and hits them with a morning star, killing both body and soul, turning them to the piles of ashes and bones. Leviticus 23.22 says, Make not a clean riddance of the corners of thy field. See, just as in the children of Israel were commanded not to clean all of the corners of the field. Well, God does the same thing. Not everybody on earth either takes the mark or either receives Jesus. There are some people that neither do neither. Revelation 21, 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be as God, he shall be my son. But the fearful, this is who the nations are, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Meaning, they're allowed to live up to a thousand years or upon their first sin. These are the ones, they never accepted the, the mark of the beast, but they didn't accept Jesus either. The corners not harvested. Revelation 27. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together the battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And the wind upon the breath of the earth encompassed the camp of the saints about in the beloved city. And here it is, here it is. Fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. That's the morning star. See, this is the first picture. Anyone has studied the feast will tell you that they are a shadow of things to come or a rehearsal. And I agree. But... What is the shadow of things to come? Well, I'll tell you. So, pre-trib says, if Christ were to come back after the tribulation and rapture all the saints and slay all the ungodly, well, who would be there left to populate the earth during the millennium? Well, you see, only the post-trib view can actually account for this and actually answer the question. Now, for this, you really got to see these charts that I'm talking about. But part of the reason... Many Christians have missed the understanding of the timing of the last seven years is because they do not study or know the feasts. The feasts are a shadow of things to come. Kind of like going back to hopscotch we were talking about. The feasts are the pattern. Revelation is the prophecies that goes into that pattern. And to understand that, you got to get the book. Uh, well, I, I will say this. How pre-trib one has the charts in the back. And I do the best job I can in explaining those charts. I think you'll kind of get them pretty good. But to really understand the parts, you need to get the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. But this new book I'm talking about tonight, how pre-trib one has those charts in it. So anyway, back to what we're talking about. So when God does a major event, he almost always does them on a feast date. Those are his days. They are a picture of the last days. The prophecies must fit into the feast. I repeat, from an earlier book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, after Jesus returned and all time has been concluded throughout all human history, there are only four groups of people. Those whose name is in the book of life who live forever. Those not in the book of life who are tossed into the lake of fire, which is body and soul death. Those people who worship the beast, his image, receive his mark, name, or number, tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone, tormented day and night forever, without soul death. But the fourth group, those are the nations. Those are what the Bible calls the nations. They are the corners not harvested. Those who did not accept Jesus are not given eternal life. But 
They do not take the mark, so they're tossed into the lake of fire. So they're not tossed into the lake of fire. They're judged on trumpets. But they're allowed to live up to a thousand years with the rules. You break one law, you're history. So these are the people who did not take the mark of the beast, but they didn't accept Jesus either. Let me give you some scriptures. Uh, Revelation 2.26. And he that overcometh and keeps my works to the end, same will I give power over the nations. Well, that's the nations. In other words, when we see the beast, hear the beast, we become an overcomer if we do not take the mark of the beast or worship his image or take his mark, name, or number. We become an overcomer, and we get the morning star. And during the millennium, or during the, any time during that millennium, if any one of those nations breaks a law, we show up and hit them with the morning star, destroying both body and soul. Uh, Revelation 21. I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottles, pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal on him. Here it is. That he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed to a little season. Well, what he does... I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. My new book, How Pre-Trib Won... It's divided into four quadrants. First of all, it answers the question, how pre-trib won. The next quadrant sets the foundations that you'll need to understand the truth about the rapture. The third segment is explaining the post-trib rapture. And the fourth section is 25 pre-trib questions answered. I believe it's going to be the definitive book that is going to finally answer the question about the rapture. Is it pre, mid, or post? It's called How Pre-Trib Won. How the lie beat the truth, and the people would have it so. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. It's a quick read that will finally answer your questions about the rapture. How Pre-Trib won, 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k. So tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Most people agree that the book of Daniel is the most difficult book in the Bible to understand. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel explains the parts of Daniel that us tribulation saints are going to need to know. It exposes the plans of the Antichrist, how to spot the Antichrist, his physical appearance, the sound of his voice, how he rises to power and takes over the world. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer him in shrink wrap sets of 10. 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. When a nuclear device is detonated, the wind blows the dust settling on everything around you. Then you breathe, eat, or absorb radioactive iodine, which then kills your thyroid and kills you. A simple fix is to immediately take potassium iodate pills, which flood your thyroid with good iodine, keeping the radioactive iodine out. You need one bottle per person per exposure for everyone from infant to adult. Ten bottles available for a gift of $225 or $25 per bottle at prophecyclub.com. Shelf life from five to eight years, potentially more if you refrigerate or freeze it. That's prophecyclub.com potassium iodate pills. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. 
For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. 1 for 20, 5 for 30, 10 for 55. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After accept Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Demetri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maria Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. 1 for 20, 5 for 30, 10 for 55. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. Each single Prophecy Club DVD is a gift of $30. In that you know the Internet is going away one day, it is a good idea to actually have the disc. However, at WatchProphecyClub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. What a deal. Click like, share, and subscribe.